Today on Lockdown Red Wings, the losing streak is over Woo! as the Boston Bruins leave Little Caesars Arena very salty after a 5-3 to three loss. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Scotty, I got some new heat in the background, buddy. You do? You do? Yeah. You do? New addition to the jersey wall in the background. Got my hands on a Lidstrom jersey, something I've been wanting my entire life. The guy is the reason why I am a Red Wings fan. Idolized him. I played defense growing up, and uh, it is an Adidas jersey, so it is not era correct. But uh, I got a sick deal on it, and there was no way I was passing up a a Lidstrom jersey to finally fulfill that. uh, Is it a a C Lidstrom jersey or not? It does have the C. Yeah, it's yeah, got the C on the other side. So I'm really pumped to have that number five hanging up to my autographed Yuri Fisher jersey. And, uh, man, I it was a great game. Great day all the way around. Uh, sun was out. Sun was shining. 50-plus degrees out. I was vibing. The Red Wings go out there. They beat the Boston Bruins. And, uh, honestly, all credit due to who el- who other than Alex Nedeljkovich in this game. Uh, 47 save performance against the Boston Bruins tonight to snap the Red Wings five game losing streak and snap the Bruins four game winning streak. And just uh, now this, this is the type of game we have come to um, not expect, but see from the Delkovich throughout the season before this last month, like these are the, it's unfair to expect these types of performances from the man, but he was doing it all season long up until this point behind this defense. And, Coming into this game with an exactly 900 save percentage, I mean, this was just a phenomenal performance from Nadelkovic. And, uh, yeah, it was all him because uh, there was not a lot of defense in this game as we have come to become accustomed to. Yeah, no, I mean, Ned was was unbelievable tonight, right? I mean, Ned was, um, yeah, remarkable. No no other... Dude faced 50 shots and came out with a dub. Like, not not going to get too and much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That assist was nice, by it's the a way. saucer pass. Nice. I love goalie assists, man. I, I might like goalie assists more than I like goalie goals. Because, like, a goalie goal is, is totally not, like, skill or, like, I mean, it like takes it's skill just, to get it on net from you're across just the fl- ice. But. I guess, but you're just like flinging it down ice on an open net, like you're just praying. Like it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I like I'll, I'll. Set, it's awesome. It, it's a fun thing. But as far as like what impresses me, I love goalie assists, man. Like I, I love goalie assists. Well, because they're getting involved in the play. They're setting up offensive opportunities. Right, obviously, like he, this was... he played quarterback there. Yeah. Like, he, like that was that was a nice pass to, to draw. And like again, I guess you it know, was an empty netter, empty but netter it, it, it wasn't day still. But it wouldn't have happened without the the vision from Nadelkovich. The and vision. The, man. It, it not. It vision. wasn't just so. It was 
it was a beautiful saucer pass. Like you can't draw a saucer pass up any nicer than that, no, but it was, beauty. it fell. And the thing that's most impressive about that saucer pass is it fell right on Sam Gagne's stick at center ice for him to just bury it. So like Nadelkovich just caps off a fantastic 47 save performance by getting an assist on the final goal of the game. And, you know, it's just nice, man. I mean, obviously you're out of the playoffs, but you just enjoy a win like this. You went, you, you honestly, you kind of got dominated by the Bruins, but you were able to capitalize on the opportunities you did get. And you left them salty leaving little Caesars arena all because Alex Nedeljkovich showed up and said, nah, not today. I'm done with losing. I'm done with it. I'm done. He just played unreal out of his mind. And uh, looking at his, 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 you know, breaking the down his stats. The goals he gave up were also like just horrid defense. I mean, like the, the especially the shorthanded one. They, they we gave we Some gave shocker. a team we yeah right we gave a team three shots on net consecutively in one possession when we were on the power play. Like that's hard to comprehend how horrible that is. He faced he faced Scotty in all situations considered. Faced 16 high danger shots against and only let one goal in. He was on another one today. I mean, that is a save percentage of over 900 in a high danger area. He was Not just bad. completely on another level. And this is the Nedeljkovic that we saw for three quarters of the season. And I'm just, I, I can't, again, it's unfair of us to ask him to do that night in, night out behind this defense. But to see that he is capable of taking the game and putting it on his shoulders and doing that is just so reassuring for years to come when you do shore up that defense. I mean, we saw, and this is one of the reasons why Steve Eisman traded for him in the first place, because you saw what he is capable of behind a competent defense in the Carolina Hurricanes. As this defense gets more competent, as this defense gets more pieces around him that'll help support him, he's going to be a phenomenal goaltender with phenomenal stats, much like you know, a swayman of the Boston Bruins has been this season. He's got a 920 save percentage as a rookie because he's playing behind a solid Boston Bruins team. You put a good goaltender behind a good defense, and a, what do you know? They put up a, a over 910 save percentage pretty consistently. Yeah, and I, I think so. So, like Ned's future is obviously very important, and and I, I think we all agree and believe that he is a part of the future of this team, but the, the tightening, tightening up the defense is so vital to me also because of Sebastian Cosa. And I know that that's still years, years away, away probably, but the last thing you want to do, man, the last thing you want to do is have Sebastian Cosa come up to this club with a just horrid defense. You know what I mean? Like that is, We've seen that, and I mean, we kind of have seen it in Philly. What happens when you take a top, considered to be a, an elite-level goalie prospect and just fly them through the system and are just like, here, let's just see what we got. And while that's inherently not a problem, it becomes a problem when you do it, you know, <laughs> put, them, put them behind a, a treacherous defense. So while it's obviously we just need a defense because we need to win games, and that is a requirement for winning games and, and being a playoff team it's also nice for ned and looking even further down the line what we need definitely to have it tightened up by the time coast is ready 
Yeah, and I think it will, especially by the time Costa's ready, because that's just that's just the building part of this. We talked yesterday about right. you know what free agent moves they could do, and obviously, I Simon Edvinson had a fantastic uh, draft plus one season out in the Swedish league. Um, it, it, if he's not ready this next season, the season after that for sure, and then you have guys like William Wallander on the way as well. So the defense has tons of room to improve, but tons of hope on the way. It's just this year is not going to be one of them. So Nedeljkovic. You know, even if he finishes this year with a, a 905 save percentage and people are down on him, I don't think that's fair because there, there have been games on games on games where he has stood on his head. And as his defense gets better behind him, he's going to continue to have performances like this. Hopefully, without 50 shots on goal, maybe hopefully, you know, we, we bring that number down to like 30 <laughs> on a consistent basis. Ideally. You know, I don't think that's, I don't think that's too much to ask for. Um, but he'll be making, and you make the, those 30 shots a lot less high danger, you know, fewer high danger shots in there as well. He's going to be a phenomenal goaltender for this team. And if he's not the answer, then of course you have Sebastian Kosa. Either way, the, the goaltending situation for the Detroit Red Wings is bright right now and in the future. And it is just, he had a fantastic game today. And I am just enjoying the vibe of beating the freaking Boston Bruins. Cause who does, is there a single person outside of Boston who likes Boston? Cause I, I, I know I'm not one of them. No, like, honestly, going through all of their teams, like, obviously, none of us can stand the Bruins. E- even, you know, Sands tonight. Like, <laughs> t- tonight, this is not a recency bias thing. We all hate the Bruins, right? Um, And then, like, uh, just thinking across to, like, all the sports, man. Like, who likes the Patriots, really? It's not as heated of a rivalry, obviously, but nobody really likes the Pats. I cannot stand the Boston Red Sox. They're one of my least favorite teams in all of sports. Uh, and then like the Celtics, I don't know. Like, I don't really care about the Celtics to be honest with you. Like, I, yeah, they haven't you really know, I much. didn't grow up during the bad boys era. I was way well after that as was Brian. So I'm not, we don't really have that, you know, that like long running hatred really for, for the Celtics, but the other three, like who likes any, any of them? I mean, like, and who likes the Celtics either? You're like, I don't, I don't have disdain for them, but like, who likes the Celtics outside of Boston? Like, I don't know. Just, uh, don't just know, a, man. Like, get them out of here. Get them out of here, man. The Bruins and the Red Sox are on a league of their own though. Oh yeah. With the, the, just basically, especially the Red Sox, the, they're kind of like, and you know, they hate the Yankees because there's a huge rivalry there, but they do the same thing the Yankees do where they just buy championships. Essentially. They just spent in free agency because they, they just didn't for like 90 years. Right. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. They've been doing it now the consistently for the Bambina. last like 20. Um, but yeah, so good win over Boston, especially at the antics at the end. We're going to talk about some of the other positives in this game. There are other players too. We want to talk about like Larkin and Verona who continue to just, you know, be great. Uh, but first I got to talk to you guys today about hello fresh. Uh, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal, co- meal kit. Uh, get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they'll always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. HelloFresh ha- HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. 
Um, I know from personal experience myself, I've used HelloFresh and I've mentioned it a couple times already on the podcast, Scotty, but there's not a single meal I did not enjoy from them. They were all really easy to make. They come with step-by-step instructions. Like they say, they do come with fresh ingredients in a box with lots of ice packs. So nothing's ever spoiled when it gets to you. It's all fresh, all good. And the meals are delicious. Just absolutely delicious, especially when you have cheese stuffed inside a burger. Like, come on, guys. Like, what what, what else do you need? You want your cheese in your burger now. In your burger. So it's it's really it's really freaking good. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You want to laugh? You can go ahead and laugh. Go ahead let it out. I'm good, In man. your burgers. <laughs> I know that's what you're you were holding back holding back at. You're so ridiculous, man. I have fun. We have yeah. fun here. We no, I fun. you don't I have fun. Oh pff, I have fun. <laughs> you don't have fun unless I tell you you can have fun. <laughs> no, all right? I have fun and I have it at your expense sometimes. All right. Yeah. I have fun. Sometimes figure most it out. of the time. <laughs> How many times have you clipped me saying something and just posted it on social media? A lot. <laughs> so, uh, segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Uh, recapping this exciting 5-3 to three win the Red Wings had over the Boston Bruins. And just enjoying the win at this point in the season. You know, just you got to take these wins where you can get them. And, you know, they may have gotten outplayed by the Boston Bruins for the majority of the game. But we talked about it. Individual performances are what's going to carry you over teams sometimes, and individual performances are what did. We talked about Nedeljkovic just a few minutes ago in the first segment, but uh, outside of that, Jacob Vrana, another goal and another assist. He's now got, let me double check on this, but 23 points in 25 games with the Red Wings. Uh, yeah, 23 and 25. He's got 12 points in 14 games this season. Uh, his goal and his assist came under pressure in traffic his ability to just thread the needle with that puck continues to be something that amazes me, Scotty. Yeah, man. first off, his his pass was phenomenal, phenomenal. Zadina's like buying his, him dinner, right? Yes, and, and like the goal was 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 great, and and it was a, honestly a very Verona esque goal. Like it was pretty on brand, and and how he scored a lot of his goals this year, or in his rings career, I should say. Um, He's a sniper. Yeah, he he is a snipe show, but that I mean, man, that that pass was a beauty. What a beaut, man! Like patience showed to to the to the what am I trying to say? The nth degree. Just seriously, it, it was very impressive. And uh, the Zadina, anytime Zadina scores, the internet is gonna go crazy as is. Uh, but coming off of a Verona pass like that made it pretty cool. Well, and I think the thing that really stood out for both the goal and the assists, I mean, they were both him breaking down the left side. He got into the he got into the left dot and he, you know, released the pass, released the, the, the shot. But what stood out to me on both of those opportunities is his puck possession, his how strong on the puck he was in both of those situations. The pass in particular, he was under pressure from two different guys. Um, amidst all that, he saw Zadina open across the crease you know, across the other dot, was still able to thread that needle right to Zadina. And Zadina, much to his credit, there's a lot of criticism to him against the uh, Senators and how he just needed to lift the puck, go top corner, and he would have scored a goal. Went top corner, 
Got his first goal in 10 games, his ninth on the season, his 21st point in 60-some games. Definitely owes Vrana for that. And then, of course, Vrana's goal, just another exactly what you'd expect from Jacob Vrana, just sniping at top shelf, beating Swayman far side. And Larkins did the same thing. Larkin beat him far side as well. So Swayman uh, having a little bit of trouble. Far side. That Larkin goal was crazy, too. It was, it was beautiful. but under, I mean, uh, It was under an armpit and over a shoulder, all in the same shot. It was crazy. I, yeah, I don't know necessarily how how Larkin manages to do that. but Magic puck. As far as Rana goes, man, it was just absolutely just insane to see what do you how think nice his, he he's been playing. His, uh, what do you think his role is long-term on the team? Like oh, where where do you think he fits in as far as where he's on the line, where he's involved in special teams? Like if this team were to hoist a, a Lord Stanley over its head, what role does Verona play in that? Second line winger, first line power play. I think that that's perfect. I think he can play top line minutes for sure. Um, but I think on a Stanley Cup contending team, he's probably second line winger. Not saying that that you know, because top six forwards or top six forwards, they're going to get tons no, of ice sure. time. He'll just so, be the second guy. I completely agree with you that he can that he's a he's a second line winger on a on a Cup team. For special teams, you think you think he you think first line first line ceiling for a, for a Cup team? I think his finishing ability is next to none. From what we've seen so far in the in the shortened period of time we've had him in just 25 games, he has shown a penchant for just being able to get that puck in the back of the net. He can do it from any position on the ice, and he has got an incredibly accurate snapshot and wrist shot that just it beats goalies every single time. So he might not be the guy on the first power play who's going to be setting up and facilitating the plays. And he's not a bad passer, but I've said it before. He's more of a finisher than he is a facilitator. So you put him on a top power play line with Dylan Larkin, who's more of a facilitator, who can't finish and got his 30th goal of the season for the second time in his career this year. But you put him on that line, power play line, with a um, Larkin or a Robbie Fabry, who I don't think would be on a snake up tent contender, a, a number one power play unit, but, you know, have him on the wing and somebody else in the, as a bumper, he's going to be finishing a Honestly, lot of passes. like Larkin in the middle and and – Yes. Like throwing like and then throwing somebody like Bert out there, like a power play of of Bert just wreaking havoc and doing Bert things, and then Larkin and then a sniper like that. I mean, that's a that that has the potential to be a damn good power play. And we say that, but all three of those guys have been on the team for the last month and the power play is still the power play. So. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure uh Verona's goal today came on the power play, and it did. Yeah. So did. he's already shown that up a man, he's going to put that puck in the back of the net, which is exactly what you want out of him. Now, they're going to put a puck in our net, too, but we'll we'll get it back. Or two. Who knows? <laughs> uh, hopefully, by then, uh, they don't give up goals on every power play they have. Uh, that's, that, that, that's I would I, I would imagine we're not going to be too terribly close geographically to Lord Stanley if we're doing that. Yeah, if we're giving up short goals, that's it. You know, and that, that's what's funny too is we've talked so much about the goals of game and everything about what's been going on with the Red Wings. We haven't really talked about the amount of shorthanded goals this team's given up. We've give, talked about debut goalies getting wins and the Red Wings giving up ten total hat tricks this season, six of which came to you know first time hat trick getters. But we well, have not just, talked about the amount of shorties they've given up this season. It's it insane. Keeps, it keeps falling back to how poor the power play has been, man. And like, yeah. it's it's one thing. 
for our power play is weak. And it's one thing to have it be weak in the sense of you're not scoring too many goals, right? Like that's one thing. Sure. And, and that's bad. And we need to address that. And we tried to bring in a new coach and we thought it worked for a little bit. And it turns out it might not have, but it's a whole nother thing to be so bad on the power play that you are consistently giving up shorties and giving up and not even if they don't score all the time, you're giving up like consistent shots on net and consistent chances for the other team. Like that's messed up, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's frustrating too about all of this is, you know, so technically Verona played second line today, right? Um, according to like the, the lineup card given out, Valeno got moved up to the second line instead of Verona, which probably is how it should be right now with how Valeno has been playing and same with Verona, but he only played 12 minutes on ice. I mean, Michael Rasmussen, who has been really good lately, and I'll give credit to that. He scored again tonight. Um, got more ice time. There's a handful of forwards that got more ice time than Verona. Verona had a goal and an assist today, including on power play time. So I still am, am baffled. His defense must be so horrible or it's just a piss poor coaching decision to continue to give Verona limited, like third line level minutes when he's producing at the rate that he does. It just, it continues to baffle me. Yeah, it, it is baffling. Um, I'm glad that it didn't happen tonight, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had the, the hockey impact card, says he has the third best impact in today's game. He only contributed negative. He contributed negatively defensively, negative uh, 0.7, but obviously we know he contributed uh, positive offensively and hugely positive individually in this game. So I don't know. It, it comes out way in favor of him offensively. And, Everyone, almost everyone on the team had a negative defensive impact in this game because there was no defense on this team. This de- The defense is non-existent, so. Correct. I don't know. Yes, there is no defense. And that was fantastic, though. And, I mean, I loved the, the chippiness at the end. Oh, I love it. I I loved it. Uh, we'll Zadina talk- was, was about that life there for a little bit, man. Pissed. Uh, how, he's are gonna gonna let, how are you going to let – how are you going to lose to the Red Wings when you're, like, trying to make a, you know, make a push to be a higher seed in the postseason down the stretch? B, how are you going to lose in their barn and then take your anger out on Philip Zadina? Easy target, I guess. I don't know. Like, what are you doing, dog? Like, what? Grow up. What? Like, seriously, grow up. Let's let's all grow up. Yeah. Get it's off just, the ice. Handle handle your loss with a, l- a little semblance of class for the first time in a lot of your players' careers, and and let's go home. Completely agree. And uh, you know the Bruins would have looked a lot more classy though if they had uh, some shady rays on. Uh, this episode yeah, is right. brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKDOWN to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKDOWN for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. 
Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Built.com. It's that time of the year, guys. They're coming out with new flavors again. They're doing it. And, of course, i got to talk to you about those puffs. If you haven't tried them already, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever infused protein marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. They are going to be your new favorite. Built Bar is come always coming out with new flavors to try, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built.com, they are all about taste. They make it delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but every single freaking time, they manage to pull it off. And I, 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 I don't get it, man. I don't know how they manage to do it, but they do. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, segment three here, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I, let's, uh, we're going to wrap up our conversation here, and we're going to get to a fun tankathon spin uh, to finish off every episode. This kind of going to be the thing we do until the end of the season, until – well, hell, until draft night, let's do it. Let's let's make it just a staple. Uh, so so much so that our fans are going to get uh, sick of it. But I think we got to talk about D-Boss. 30. Dirty 30. Second time in his career he's hit that 30-goal marker. And, uh, yeah, he's he's going to shatter, I think, his uh, his career best. He had played 76 games in the 18-19 season, had 32 goals, 41 assists for 73 points. He's currently got... 65 points in 65 games, 30 goals, 35 assists, still a point per game. Yeah, I think uh, all all is heading trending in that direction to get well above that 73 point marker. And I honestly, he's been playing so well this season; he deserves it. Still has a career high shooting percentage of 15.5, even after going kind of kind of finding his level, Scott. You know, he hasn't been as hot as he was when he was going through that incredible stretch but still has an elite level shooting percentage of 15.5 despite all of that and 30 goals. Devos, that's the captain, man. It's I mean it's awesome, especially just given everything else. I I, I think that his performance this year means so much more because everybody else has taken steps forward too, you know what I mean? Like it would be one thing if if Cider and, and Raymond got called up and they can and they still did what they did and, and Burt still had the year that he had and all that. But Larkin was still down at the production that he's had for the last couple of years. It, it, it's a whole different feel and outlook on the future. Like seriously, like I, I think it is the single most uh, influential season performance as far as uh, p- people's opinion of this team going forward is Dylan Larkin more so than, than Cider's rookie year, more so than Raymond's rookie year, more so than Ned, more so than Burt, anybody. Uh, I think Larkin being a, a point a game and for a majority of the season, an over point a game player is, is more, like I said, influential toward, toward the future outlook of his team than anybody. And it's awesome to see him step up in that way. And, 
and be that one C. Yeah, and like this is one of those few times, Scotty, that Blashill's gotten it right. I mean, Blashill preached all last season. Be patient with Larkin. He's going through a rough season. He's working on other things right now to try and just get back to that level. He's like, once the defense is there, the goals will follow. And he was right. He was spot on on this one. You know, uh, Larkin had a career low shooting percentage last year of 6.7%. He was a half point per game player last season. He comes out this year insanely high um, shooting percentage. And the defensive side of his game is still very much there. And so he has fully matured into the captain that we want. You know, I don't necessarily, it's nice having a 100 point game player. I'm not saying that Larkin can't reach that threshold at some point in his career, but I'd much rather have a guy who's consistently getting over 80 points a season, but also can play both sides of the ice. Cause that's so that, that just screams captain material. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying I wouldn't want an Austin Matthews who could score 80 goals in a season or whatever he's on pace for right now, which is insane. But having a guy like Dylan Larkin, who's such a well-rounded player and just seems like captain material. Like remember Austin Matthews didn't get the seat in Toronto. And I'm not saying it's because he doesn't play both sides of the ice, which I mean, he doesn't necessarily play both sides of the ice. He's pretty much an offensive powerhouse, but you need a guy to be a well-rounded person on and off the ice to get that seat. And I think Dylan Larkin's that, he has, especially this season, proven that he has stepped up in that role and really matured as a person and as a player. Dylan Larkin is him. It is him. He is him. He is him. And so uh, it's just really, it was a really nice day today, a really nice game, and I'm really glad to see, despite the fact that the Red Wings got heavily outplayed and out shot. I mean, the right. course he across those three periods, man. I think the Red Wings had one five-on-five five shot dub? all period. In the Who third. got the dub? The Red Wings got the dub, thanks to Alex Nadalkovich. So um, enjoy it, guys. And before we sign off here, I'm going to go on tankathon.com slash NHL. And uh, we're going to sim this baby until we get the Red Wings number one. Oh, let me share screen. Uh, So, yeah, Dylan Larkin is a hockey player. and (sighs) He's a hockey player. He's got the letter C is on the front. All right. All right, we're there. all right. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Ooh, Red Wings stay at nine. That's one. Two, Red Wings moved on to ten. Three, Red Wings stay at nine. Four, Red Wings moved on to ten. Five, Red Wings stay at nine. Six, Red Wings stay at nine. Seven, Red Wings stay at nine. Eight, Red Wings moved on to ten. Nine, Red Wings stay at nine. Ten, Red Wings stay at nine. Eleven, Red Wings stay at nine. What was that? 11? 12. Red Wings stay at 9. There you go. 13. 9. 14. 9. 15. 10. 16. 10. 17. 10. 18. 9. 20. 10. I'm losing track. 21. 9. 22. 10. We can't even get it above 9. 23. 9. 24. 9. 25. 9. 26. 9. 27. 10. 28, 9. This is unbelievable. I'm, I'm not counting anymore. I'm just going to keep We are it over 30 now, and we still have not gotten higher than 9. Uh, this is now like 34. This is for... This one will be 35. Yep, still at 9. Bro. Okay, we're closing in on 40. Still haven't moved higher than 9. And... Is this that's, that's 40. Boom. We moved down to 10. 
This is hysterical. This is this is about to be forty-five. Still haven't moved past nine. Oh wait! Oh, I just I just skipped past it. We just got it. We we got it there for a second. Okay, I'll take your word for it. It we was like fifty. It through. That was easily over forty-five. Yeah, I think that was like around fifty there. I it, it hopped up there for a second, but never I just, forget the first time we ever did this. We won though on the very first attempt. Never forget. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, so last thing I'll do here, because uh, I feel like it's a staple now in these reviews. Um, let's, I'm going to throw the stat chart. We don't have to talk about it, but here's the shot. Here's the heat map. Uh, I mean, that's not terrible. Well, also, you got to remember, so the heat map is based on, it, it, it takes the sample size and bases the heat on how many shots. So the dark blue and the dark red is 5.25 shot attempts against. So, right, so the dark blue area is 5.25 right. plus attempts in the slot for the Bruins. It's certainly not good. No. But ours looks a little better than it has in the yeah. past. There's, a, I mean, that's still a train wreck. Well, it's also, so obviously you come to expect these dark blue areas, like right down in front of the slot where the Bruins yeah, have but a ton, but they, they have like, four blue areas. Yeah, I was going to say that it's not like dark blue, but like clearly like at least based on this scale, like three plus attempts here in both circles, high slot blue line. And then for some reason along the boards, I don't know, know why there's one there while the red wings uh, just have in front of the net, basically. And two goals, three goals from the circle. Swayman was not, he was not having a fun time today. Yeah. Um, yeah. That Lark's goal is nice. Yeah. Well, you know, that's it. I just wanted to show that. And I feel like it's a staple. Didn't get to that. Yeah, it is a staple. It is. All right. Um, any final thoughts, buddy? Uh, LOL Maple Leafs and L- LOL Bruins. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Ruins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodent and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast it capitalizes in you and your so i'm assuming i have to do extra emphasis there so for sure dog catch you guys tomorrow same time same place it's your team every day every day <laughs>